We are going to tier the current players on the roster and identify where the Buffalo Bills can improve from within in 2023 today on Locked on Bills. You are locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Monday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. And as a reminder to you, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in the game. Well, folks, we've got a fun conversation lined up today. I want to talk about all the areas where the Buffalo Bills can improve from within by the players on the team getting better and delivering a higher caliber of performance in 2023 than they did in 2022. But before we really dive into that, I do want to uh, give a shout out to some folks who joined me this weekend to gain our CPR training. On Saturday morning, I was joined by my wife and my brother, Frank, uh, Mike and Lindsay, uh, Jack and Leo, Jennifer and Claudia, all listeners of the podcast, in addition to my wife and brother, that came out with me and took a CPR certification class. It was two hours long. It was really enjoyable. We learned a lot and um, got our certification. And um, I feel really good about doing that. And that was something that we talked about right after DeMar Hamlin uh, and the incident against the Bengals on the Monday Night Football game in Week 17. I, I talked that week about how I was going to do this and organize an opportunity for Myself and my wife and some family members and, and wound up being some listeners of the podcast also reached out to me that live um, in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And we did this together on Saturday. And so uh, really enjoyed it. And I, I say this not because I want to edify myself because I did something uh, like this. I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Uh, it was free. So find out in your community how you can gain CPR training and uh, sign up for it. I'd really strongly encourage it. Stuff can save lives, right? We've seen this with the Buffalo Bills, whether it's Damar Hamlin or Kim Pagula, uh, CPR saved their lives. And um, I, I shared about a, an experience where I was somewhere that somebody needed CPR and only one person in a building full of hundreds of people could help the guy. And, um, you know, more people need these skills and lives are on the line. So please, please find out how you can gain CPR training and get it done. All right, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills 2023 and the opportunities that they have to get better by simply getting a higher caliber of performance from the players that are already on the team. We always get excited about the offseason and for the players the Bills can bring in, whether it's free agents, draft picks, and how those players can make the team better. But we don't pay enough attention to the players that you already have becoming better players. And in so many ways, this has been as big as big of anything for the Buffalo Bills and their success in recent years. It hasn't always just been 
going out and getting players. It's players they already have getting better. Hello, Josh Allen, Dawson Knox, Matt Milano, Deion Dawkins. That stuff happens, right? Guys get better year over year. And so I want to examine all of the players on the roster and tier them. I've done this for the last couple of years. And so we're going to tier them in a number of different ways. Uh, It could be players that have reached their ceiling, and it's a good thing. That player is as good as they're going to be, and you're happy about it. They've reached their ceiling, and it's a role player. They've reached their ceiling, but um, they can be more effective in 2023. Circumstances maybe prevented them from being everything that they could be in terms of an impact in 2022. We're going to talk about players that if they get better in 2023, the impact could be significant. Players that maybe we should temper our expectations, but they can grow and get better all the way down to players that are on the decline and that I think that they've reached their ceiling and a lower level of play is expected in 2023. So this will give us a really good a really good opportunity to focus in on the players that can elevate and be more impactful in 2023. So let's get into it. The first bucket is the bucket of players that have reached their ceiling, and it's a good thing. You are not expecting this player to be any better, and that's okay because you like what you're getting from them. So in this bucket, I've got all three of the specialists, Tyler Bass, Sam Martin, Reed Ferguson, the Bills punter, kicker, and long snapper. Those guys I think are as good as they're going to be in the NFL, and it's a good thing. They're really solid. Also in this bucket, Taron Johnson, the Bills slot corner. Daquan Jones, the one tech. Deion Dawkins at left tackle. Stephon Diggs at wide receiver one. Matt Milano at linebacker. Mitch Morris at center. And Devin Singletary. I put Devin Singletary in this bucket. I think you know exactly who Devin Singletary is, and you're satisfied with it. Now, I don't know if he's going to be on the Bills next year, based on him having an expired contract. But I thought it was an appropriate bucket to put him in. So again, reach ceiling, and it's a good thing. Reed Ferguson, Sam Martin, Tyler Bass, Taron Johnson, Daquan Jones, Deion Dawkins, Stephon Diggs, Matt Milano, Mitch Morse, and Devin Singletary. The next bucket, reached ceiling, and they're a role player. This player is as good as they're ever going to be in the NFL, and they can fill a role but it's not like they're this dynamic starter that is a core foundational piece of your roster. They've reached their ceiling. They're as good as they're ever going to be, and they're a role player. In this bucket, Saran Neal, special teams ace and depth player in the secondary. Tommy Sweeney, tight end three. Greg Van Roten, backup interior offensive lineman. Isaiah McKenzie, gadget wide receiver, slot player, Return guy in an absolute emergency. Tyler Medikavich, special teams ace. Jake Kumaro, special teams ace, blocking receiver. Jaquan Jones, safety four, special teams ace. Shaq Lawson, depth defensive end, quality rotational role player. David Questenbury, a four-hole backup along your offensive line. Case Keenum, backup quarterback, and Bobby Hart as a jumbo tight end slash multi-spot backup on on your offensive line. Those guys have reached their ceiling. They're a role player. Don't expect them to be more impactful or less impactful. They are who they are, and it's a role. And so the difference between the first one and the second one is 
They are who they are. They're in an important position. They're a starter. They're a featured player. And I also included the specialist there. And the other guys are reach ceiling. They're role players. And pretty much I would say that they're, their ceiling is what it is, but it's not necessarily a high-impact starter. Now, the most important tiers are the ones that are coming up where you can really focus in on the players that can deliver a more impactful season, and it really moves the needle for the team. But first, I need to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory by trying to build a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft with all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free, playable, offline, on the go, as you want and when you want to. We actually have created a Lockdown League for you to compete against Lockdown fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate Lockdown Football GM? Choose the Lockdown League in the app to join and see if you can create a football dynasty. In fact, Lockdown Bills listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Lockdown in the game store. That's Lockdown, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. All right, these are the most important tiers. And what's interesting about this next tier is it's players that have reached their ceiling but can be more effective in 2023, meaning circumstances prevented them from being a, a player that delivers an impact to their fullest capability. And one of the most interesting things in comparing how I set this up last year at this point in the season, right? I did this exact same type of uh, podcast in preparation about this time last year. And comparing it to this year's iteration, I have a whole lot more players in this bucket in reach ceiling, but can be more effective in 2023. Last year, I only had two. And it was Tredavious White and Starlo Talele. This year, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten players in this bucket. And so let's spend a little time here before we get into the players that I think can actually be better than they've ever shown before in their NFL careers. So the first player I've written down is Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde, we know exactly who Micah Hyde is in the NFL, but obviously with him only being available for two games, his impact is going to be more significant in 2023. That's an area where the Buffalo Bills should be a better team. A full season of Micah Hyde. That's a big deal. So he's reached a ceiling, like I said, but obviously can be more effective in 2023. Circumstances, right? How about Von Miller? We really enjoyed Von Miller for, was it 11 games or something like that? And I don't know how many games Von Miller is going to miss next year, if any, right? There's a world where he can be available for week one. There's a world where he's on the pup list and miss the first six weeks of the season. But I think where Von can really elevate this team in 2023 is by him being available late in the season and for the playoffs, right? That's the big difference. We loved the Von that we got. 
but we wish that we had that Vaughn later in the season and in the, in the playoffs. That potentially being true next year is significant. So Micah Hyde and Vaughn Miller, the next player, Tredavious White. Surely Tredavious White, we know what he's capable of in the NFL. I'm not expecting him to all of a sudden be better than he's ever been, but his impact in 2023 can be far more significant than 2022. He should play an entire season. He's going to have an entire offseason to get ready to play football and not fix his knee. We should get a much better version of Tredavious White in 2023 for a much larger amount of games. That's significant, right? And this is exciting to an extent, right? You're going to get more from Micah Hyde, Von Miller, and Tredavious White. That's a good thing. That's a real good thing. The next player, Jordan Poyer. And this one, look, if he's back, that's great, right? And, and that's I'm looking at it through this lens. I'm not predicting that he's going to be back, but we should put him in this bucket because Jordan Poyer, playing with two different elbow injuries, a foot injury, a rib injury, obviously took away from him being the most effective player that he can be. Now, he had a good season, right? And he received some accolades that he deserved. And I really respect the year that he was able to have, all things considered. But there's plenty of reason to believe that his impact in 2023 could be greater than in 2022. Again, kind of a star here. Is he back? Naheem Hines, the next player on the list. Naheem Hines, midseason acquisition, very little usage on offense, big-time impact on special teams as the return guy. But we know what Naheem Hines has done in the NFL as a receiving back. Since he's been drafted, he's in the top five in the NFL for receiving yards among running backs. He has speed. There's things that he can do to help this offense in ways that he didn't in 2022. And so a full off season with the team establishing a role should lead to a greater impact from Naheem Hines in 2023. Again, we're not asking him to be a player he's never been before. But his impact for the Bills next year can be greater than it was in 2022. How about Jordan Phillips? Again, I'm not sure if he's back or not. But Jordan Phillips playing with a hamstring injury early, trying to play with that shoulder injury later on. There's a path where he's more impactful in 2023 if he's back. Now, I've shared that I have a level of concern about that because the last three years of Jordan Phillips' career have been just completely injury-plagued. But you can get more from Jordan Phillips next year. That's a reasonable thought. And again, the, the, the more isn't tied to him being a better player than he's ever been. It's just measuring the impact in 2022 versus what it could be in 2023 because the circumstances, the circumstances here being two injuries that plagued him all year long. I got Josh Allen in this bucket. Josh Allen's reached the ceiling. We know what he is. He can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Top three for sure. But can Josh Allen be a more impactful player next year than he was this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy played with a partial tear of his UCL and his throwing elbow from week nine on. That was significant. Stefan Diggs is, is doing the media circuit, talking about how, you know, after nine weeks, something was different. Yeah, bud, it's Josh Allen's elbow. Didn't practice for a couple weeks in there. You're onboarding a new player in Naheem Hines. You're trying to evolve an offensive scheme. The guy can't play the game he wants to. 
yeah, Josh Allen can be a more impactful player in 2023 than he was in 2022, and that should make you excited. Amazing that this team won eight games in a row down the stretch. They found ways to win, but they weren't dominant. We talked about this. They're a resilient team, but they're not a dominant football team. This isn't new information if you've been along for this journey all season long. So, yeah, I have Josh Allen in this bucket. I have Cole Beasley in this bucket. We know what Cole Beasley is in the NFL, but his impact for the team in 2023 could be more than it was in 2022. Pretty obvious. Have a regular offseason with the team, establish a role. They don't have to do it. You know, what What he sign, like week 14 or something like that? Don't have to try to do it on the fly like that after you came out of retirement and you were just playing pickup basketball. Surely Cole Beasley has more to offer this team next year if he's back. Dean Marlowe, kind of a similar situation. Started the year on the Falcons, is traded for. Doesn't really get a chance to contribute until after DeMar Hamlin has his incident against the Bengals. And if he's back as a reserve special teamer, Dean Marlowe can make a bigger impact in 2023 than he did in 2022. Again, not looking for him to be a better player than he's ever been in his career, but circumstances prevented him from making the impact in 2022 that he's capable of in 2023. The last player in this bucket is Jamison Crowder. Not sure if he'll be back at all. No idea. But given he, what, had a broken ankle after a few weeks, the circumstances prevented him from making the typical impact he's capable of making in the NFL. So in the bucket of reach ceiling but can be more effective in 2023 due to circumstances in 2022, Micah Hyde, Von Miller, Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Naeem Hines, Jordan Phillips, Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, Dean Marlowe, and Jamison Crowder. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, Joe, that's great that you have those names in there, but some of these guys probably won't be back. Okay, I hear you. Let's limit it down to Micah Hyde, Von Miller, Tredavious White, Naeem Hines, Josh Allen. That's pretty good, right? (laughs) Some of your franchise cornerstones there. Hyde, Miller, White, Allen. Those guys can all make a bigger impact next year. And again, if you're looking for reasons to get excited, that should be a big reason why. And so is this next group of if the ceiling is reached in 2023, the impact on the team could be significant. So we're past the point in this tiering where I think the guys have reached their ceiling. Everybody that I've talked about to this point is a player that I think is as good as they're ever going to be in the NFL. We know who they are, and expecting them to be a different player moving forward is inappropriate. Now, that last bucket, like we said, circumstances prevented them from making the impact they're capable of in 2022. But every player to this point has been a player that I think has reached their NFL ceiling. This next bucket is players that haven't reached their ceiling, But if they do in 2023, the impact on the team could be significant. And so just like that last bucket of Hyde, Miller, White, Josh Allen, and then the other players I mentioned, these guys are very, very significant. And all these guys should be back on the team. So let's get into this group because this is an important group. Start with Ryan Bates. Ryan Bates, I don't think has reached his NFL ceiling. There's been good growth. He became a full-time starter for the first time last year. Kind of settled into a position 
I think year two of Aaron Cromer, year two of being an expected starter, that's going to position him well to take a step and reach his ceiling. Ryan Bates is talented in terms of physical gifts. He's gained some experience. And I think that he could play his best football next year. And if he does, if he reaches that ceiling and showcases everything that he can be in the NFL, that's going to mean a lot for the Bills' offensive line. I'll go ahead and get to Spencer Brown, who I also have in this bucket. If the ceiling is reached in 2023, the impact could be significant. We've talked all about Spencer Brown and the physical upside that he has and the challenges as well that he's he's faced playing eight-man high school football, going to Northern Iowa, converting from tight end to offensive line, only having two years of game experience in his life at offensive line. The 2020 season is canceled at Northern Iowa. Gets drafted in the third round of the Bills as a starter in week four. Then has a back surgery between year one and year two that really kept him out until just a couple weeks prior to the season. You're, you're, you got to believe that this guy can be a more impactful player. And I think he's got an extremely high ceiling. And so that's exciting to me to think about two projected starters for this offensive line that have plenty of room for upward mobility. Young players that are physically gifted, year two with Aaron Cromer, year two in this scheme, or this, you know, under, under Ken Dorsey. It's nice to know that those guys have upward mobility. Christian Benford I have in this bucket. And I don't know that Christian Benford will reach his full ceiling next year. But the arrow is pointing up for sure. And whether it's moving to safety, whether it's providing depth on the outside or getting some playing time and playing teams, Christian Benford has plenty of room to grow into his potential and deliver a significantly greater impact next year than he did in 2022. The next player I have in this bucket is James Cook. Could be the lead back. Could be in line for over 200 touches next year. And I've said this before, but the player that I thought grew the most in season last year was James Cook. The way he looked in week one compared to later in the season is night and day. The game slowed down for him. He had better feel, better pace, better tempo, more confidence. You know, he can really emerge. Like, he's got a lot of physical skill. He can make a greater impact as a receiver. He can make a greater impact as a runner. And thinking about his potential compared to Devin Singletary, and I, I like the floor of Devin Singletary, but I like the ceiling of James Cook a whole lot more. He's, he's more dynamic. He's just a more dynamic player in terms of elusiveness and speed. So James Cook definitely in this bucket of if ceiling is reached in 2023, the impact on the team could be significant. I've got Gabe Davis in this bucket. I, I think Gabe Davis, maybe he's not going to be a different player, right? Like I don't know that he's all of a sudden going to be this quick separator that wins after the catch, but can he play to his strengths more effectively? Yes. Can he be used to his strengths more effectively? Yes. 
Can he be a more consistent player at the catch point? Absolutely. Can he win in contested situations more? Yeah, I mean, he showed us that in 2021. There's there's ways that Gabe as a player can grow and deliver a greater impact. And I know, look, oh, 800 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah, that's, those are good stats. Those are good stats. But there's a lot of meat left on the bone. There's a lot of efficiency issues, a lot of drops issues, a lot of route running limitations that impact the scheme. But I think there's room. Whether, and it doesn't even mean more volume. It might even come with less volume. But I think you can get a more effective version of Gabe Davis next year. And that will make the team better. So Gabe Davis is in this bucket. Kyer Elam is in this bucket. I mean, some really good stuff as a rookie. You saw the ball skills. You saw the athleticism. But you also saw him in and out of the lineup, right? Whether it was platooning with Christian Benford early, Dane Jackson later. You know, this is a, a really gifted player with speed and size and works really hard. So, I mean, you're talking about talent and habits here, right? Talent, habits, those are it's a good combination. That's worked for the Bills. Tremaine Edmonds, Dawson Knox, Josh Allen, right? Talent and habits. Those are good things. Could be a lot more comfortable next year stepping into this opportunity. So Kyrie Elam is a, is a big part of the growth from within and how I think the Bills can be a better football team by the players on their team being better. Greg Rousseau's in this bucket. You know, Greg, I thought, took a big step this past year, and the high ankle sprain and Von Miller's injury didn't help, right? That that kind of made things a little bit more difficult for him. But, man, we we saw growth. We saw pass rushing growth in particular. Still a really good run defender year over year from rookie season to year two, but the pass rush was better. And And with Rousseau, what's exciting about him is, I mean, he hadn't been playing defensive end for that long. I mean, only one year of production at Miami, now two seasons in the NFL. Like, there's a big-time ceiling for him to develop into and provide a more significant impact. So the arrow is absolutely still pointing up for Greg Rousseau. The last player in this bucket is Tommy Doyle. And I don't want to overstate this one because, look, there's a chance that Tommy Doyle is just a, a swing tackle. Uh, maybe, he's just this, he, maybe he's just David Questenberry, right? Maybe that's what he fills for the team. And if so, that would be meaningful, right? But maybe there's a world where it's Tommy Doyle versus Ike Bucker for a starting guard position. I don't think that's crazy to consider. I know that doesn't excite a lot of people and that concerns some people, but there's a path for Tommy Doyle, of course, towards ACL and was it week three or yeah, week three? He can provide a greater impact than he's unbelievably physically gifted in terms of size and athleticism. So he can certainly move the needle with a, with some strong development into his ceiling and, and produce a nice impact for the Bills next year. So this is, a, this is a super important bucket. This is right there with that other bucket of guys that circumstances prevented them from making the impact that they should have last year and could be higher this year. This one is guys that haven't become the best version of themselves yet and could and if they do it this year, it could be significant for the Bills. Again, that list, Ryan Bates, Christian Benford, Spencer Brown, James Cook, Gabe Davis, Kyer Elam, Gregory Rousseau, and Tommy Doyle. We've got some more players to get to here. The next bucket is, is called expectations should be tempered, but growth is possible 
an impact on team could be notable. Again, expectations should be tempered, but growth is possible. An impact on team could be notable. Got a lot of different names here. Ike Bucker is one of them. Again, a player that was a starter for the Bills, got hurt, job got taken from him, got healthy, wasn't a real opportunity for him to step in and play. And we'll see what happens next year. Let's see if he's back. Let's see what type of impact he can make. But I think this is an appropriate place to put him. I got Tremaine Emmons in this bucket. First of all, this is under the assumption that he's back, but I think we saw Tremaine play really high-quality football for the Bills last year, but there's been steady growth, and he just had his best season. And so I don't know if that's as good as he'll ever be. And so I thought it was fair to say, look, expectations should be tempered, but growth is possible, and the impact on the team could be notable. That's Tremaine Edmonds to a T. Dane Jackson I have in this bucket. Again, I don't know. I don't know that there's a path for him to start next year. I think he can be a reserve, but as a quality depth player, as a special teamer, I think it's fair to put him in this bucket. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox proved that his breakout season in 2020 was no fluke, or his breakout season in 2021 was no fluke. Excuse me. Got the contract extension. Was a good player. Opportunity wasn't there for him early. Again, had some personal challenges. Whether it was the unexpected loss of his brother, and then he had some injuries early on, but you saw what he did later on in the season. I think there's some meat on the bone for him to make a greater impact and continue developing as a tight end. I have Ed Oliver in this bucket. Maybe, you know, maybe Ed Oliver is who he is. And to me, that's a he's a solid starting three technique. But I'm I'm not fully convinced that the impact that he made in 2022 is as good as he can ever do, right? He's really gifted player in terms of athleticism. He's a guy that is in a contract year, right? Plenty of incentive for him to play his best football. And so, look, again, expectations should be tempered, but growth is possible and impact on team could be notable. I think that's a fair place to put that, Oliver. Tim Settle I have in this bucket. I'm not sure how much better Tim Settle is going to be, but I'd like to think that year two, with a better understanding of the opportunity that he has in Buffalo, another year with Eric Washington as a D-line coach, that his impact could be more significant next year. I also have Khalil Shakir in this bucket. Maybe he deserved to go in the last one, but I'm not exactly sure about his role at this point. Is he in line to be the starting slot? Is he going to get more reps on the outside? Like, Opportunity is going to matter here, and so I didn't feel like I didn't feel like the the last bucket was as good of a description as as this one. Again, expectations should be tempered, but growth is possible, and impact on the team could be notable. Khalil Shakur could do that, but I didn't want to put him up there with Greg Rousseau and and Kyrie Elam and Spencer Brown because I think those guys are going to be starters that are going to get more opportunity, and Shakir would really have to make a big jump, I think, to measure up with those players. But it's it's certainly debatable. Certainly debatable. So in the in the bucket here, expectations should be tempered, but growth is possible and impact on team could be notable. Ike Bucker, Tremaine Edmonds, Dane Jackson, Dawson Knox, Ed Oliver, Khalil Shakir, and Tim Settle. Two more buckets. The next one is room to grow, but impact on team likely to be minimal. So these guys are not 
They're not at their ceiling. They can become better players, but their growth may only have a minimal impact on the team. Boogie Basham, Terrell Bernard, right? If he's going to be a backup to Edmonds and Milano, I'm sure he can become a better player, but are we going to see it? Same thing with Boogie Basham. Like, I mean, maybe he's, maybe there's a lot more there, but I think, I think he's going to be a high effort reserve rotational defensive end. I'm not sure how much the impact's going to matter there. AJ FNS, the same thing. I, I think he'll play a fair amount. He'll be the defensive end three, but the impact year over year is not going to be that much more significant. I have Balin Specter in this group. Quentin Morris is the tight end too. Maybe Quentin Morris will be a better tight end too next year, but you know how how many reps is he going to get? 20% of the reps? And what's his market share going to be in terms of targets? Maybe 10 for the season. I have Jared Maiden in this group, uh, reserve safety. Cam Lewis, Reggie Gilliam, the Bills fullback, and Tyrell Dotson as a depth linebacker. Again, room to grow, but impact on team likely to be minimal. Boogie Basham, Terrell Bernard, A.J. Epinesa, Balin Specter, Quentin Morris, Jared Maiden, Cam Lewis, Reggie Gilliam, and Tyrell Dotson. The last bucket is players on the decline. These are guys that have reached their ceiling in the NFL, and I expect them to deliver a lower level of play in 2023. Roger Saffold, what a disappointment, right? Coming off of a pretty good 2021. And then 2022, I mean, he he wound up being a liability for the offensive line. I think he was the worst offensive lineman the Bills had. If I had to rank the Bills offensive lineman this past year, I'd go Dawkins, Morse, Bates, Brown, Saffold. And pretty significantly Saffold at the bottom. He's an older player. I just, he's had, he didn't have a ton of injuries this year, but he had the ribs in, in preseason. But shoulder stuff last year, I don't know. I, I don't know that the trajectory is looking good for Roger Saffold. He had a great career. A lot of respect for the career that he had, but I think he's on the decline. Taiwan Jones, I, I think for two years, his, Special teams prowess has declined. I know he's an important leadership player, and I respect the career that he's had, but I think he's on the decline. And then A.J. Klein, who I thought was the Bills' third-best linebacker last year, but, I mean, he's aging, was on three different teams last year. I think his best football is behind him. So on the decline, Roger Saffold, Taiwan Jones, A.J. Klein. So there you have it, our yearly discussion on how and where the Bills can improve from within by the players on the team either developing as players or circumstances preventing them from delivering the the impact in 2022 that they're capable of in 2023. And so as we've really assessed this roster over the last several weeks, as we've given Brandon Bean his to-do list, and now we've really talked about reasonable areas on the team that you can get greater contributions from guys that you already have. I feel like we've done our self-reflection. And so we can kind of get to the point now in our discussion where we start thinking about free agents and draft picks and um, more of of what Brandon Bean can do outside of the existing roster. So all that's going to start happening here on the podcast. Have some fun stuff lined up. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to get into some salary cap stuff this week. Of course, Herdman Tally's coming your way. I have another couple of guests that I'm working on. So 
Should be some good discussion coming your way here on Locked On Bills. So don't miss anything. Make sure that you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.